Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. Well, I'm not in a car. I'm not in an airplane. I'm in my own home with my nice microphone and my good pop microphone thing so you don't hear all of the little peas and weird pop noises that you sometimes hear from a traveling microphone. Welcome to the show. Alicia is my name. I'm a virtual bridesmaid. There, I did a little pop. A virtual bridesmaid, an audio professional, and your guide through your wedding planning journey. <laughs> Why am I giggling when I'm saying that? I am very happy to be sharing this time with you. It's Q&A Thursday with a bit of a twist because I talked last Q&A Thursday about the wonderful Caitlin who was attending the wedding of Belinda and Luke Heights last week in Maui where we happily spent some time. I'm back in London now. I'm looking out the window. It's a little dark and cold and I wore a puffer jacket yesterday. So we're back to reality, uh, but that's cool. We like being back in London. We had such a great time, but we are jetting back to Australia in three weeks. I have no reason to complain. As soon as I came back, I went to work and everyone's like, oh, were you away on holidays? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, where did you go? Maui. And then it's like, death looks. Like they just didn't give a shit. And I know why, because they're in cold London and uh, I was in Maui. (laughs) And that sounds evil saying that, but I did enjoy... uh, the feedback from last week's episode, and I will pass on all of your congratulations to Belinda and Luke. And I'm really looking forward to having them on the show and talking more about their wedding and, uh, yeah, feedback, thoughts, love. But today's episode, as well as answering a couple of your wedding planning questions, I'm going to feature my interview with Caitlin, Belinda's friend who has been going through a slight hell with her wedding planner and uh, the experiences surrounding that might be listening to this going, I don't have a wedding planner. I know this is not going to be a problem, which is cool. But I actually think that you, no matter who you are and where you are and what you're doing, you'll take something from this because I think Caitlin has experienced some disappointing feedback from a vendor, just in general, really. But also she's got some great advice about how she handled it. And uh, I think one of the biggest things I got from this episode, and I'm going to be very interested to hear your feedback, is our reliance on the idea of looking for internet reviews. Internet reviews made me sound like an old lady. Online reviews, using things like Yelp and uh, the Google reviews, and relying on that feedback to hire someone, which Actually, as I said, was an interesting juxtaposition because Belinda and Luke used Yelp a lot and it was extremely successful with their wedding. To the point where when we arrived in Maui, Belinda tried her dress on and she'd lost a couple of keys. She's a a slight lean girl as it is, very blessed with a metabolism. And uh, also she had worked hard prior to the wedding to just uh, look her best. And (laughs) But the thing is, And it's the same with me, and I'm sure if you've been in the situation, if you dropped a couple of kilos, I lose most of my weight from my bozzies, my breasts, my bosom. And she's the same. And she said, I don't feel very comfortable with the way the dress is sitting around my bosom. I don't really know what to do. She had a couple of chicken fillets and some cups that the dressmaker had sort of packed in and said, just pack those in, you'll be fine. But she wasn't happy with the way it was sitting. And so we took to Yelp and found a lady called Vanessa. And she was about 25 minutes drive. So the next morning I called her and I'm like, listen, Vanessa, I don't want any panics. 
you seem great. Is there a way that you can patch up the dress, just do a little bit of darting? Uh, I tried to use all my sewing terminology to sound like I knew what I was talking about so she wasn't going to rip us off. And she's like, yeah, come on down, I'll help you out. So we took the drive, the fellas and us, and we arrive in Vanessa's home and she's got a lovely sewing room and Belinda tries the dress on and Vanessa, it's like she literally hitched in in a couple of inches. It was hilarious. And she said, leave it with me. This was on Monday. Leave it with me. I will call you on Thursday with a price. And both Belinda and I, like the alarm bells were ringing because we're like, oh shit, because the wedding is on Saturday. This is a big risk. But there was something about Vanessa being in her home and seeing that she had been doing this for 30 years and really knew her stuff. I just felt an element of trust with her. Her reviews on Yelp were crazy good. And we were like, look, this is the option we've got going. Let's take the risk. Let's do it. And Belinda was cool. I was cool. We left. And then Thursday comes around and she called Vanessa. And my heart was a little pitter patter because I'm like, this could be... I don't know, $100, it could be $1,000. We don't know what the price is. Belinda had quite an intricate lace dress, but this was last minute stuff. We're in a foreign place. We were totally relying on the online reviews to come through with the goods. And in the end, the dress cost $85. We were delighted. It looked amazing. Vanessa was a premium, premium seamstress, and I hope she gets heaps of work. She's in Maui, and I'm sure Belinda will leave her a wonderful Yelp review. This brings me to asking you, before we just get to the interview, if you are using any specific form of rating or reviews to find your vendors. If you're using a specific website, I know we had lots of feedback earlier in the year from people, bride chillers, using Thumbtack as a way to find vendors. I would like to hear from you if you have any other specific websites or modes to find your people. It's always great to be able to share this information and I really strive to find, I know I had to say strive, to find new modes of finding vendors because look, it's used to be, you know, you go to the yellow pages doesn't really it does exist but it's harder we would go to pinterest now we would follow a uh, an instagram path perhaps you find a photographer that you like and then you you follow that sort of flow chart on the on the old social medias i just love to learn how you're finding your people because it's great for the show and it's great to connect with new modes of finding vendors and connecting with uh, suppliers as well if you have a question for the bride chiller podcast gosh i'd love to hear from you all you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com and uh, that's my website. It's my web hub and that's where you can stalk me if you're thinking, who is this woman, if you're new to the show or find out more information about sponsorship if, as well if you're a vendor and you're like, I, I really click with this chick. I would like to potentially do a partnership or a sponsorship with her. Well, I'm open to that as well. Uh, you can also leave me a voice message via a very special clever box that you can click on and it will record your message. Over the Christmas period, if you're listening in real time, I'll be doing a best of series because I know a lot of you have other things to do uh, and might be want to catch up on some of the more, I don't know, premium popular episodes of the show. We'll be traveling to Australia, so there will be more episodes with my mother-in-law, Veronica, who I know is a bit of a fan favorite, and she's delighted 
to be returning to the microphone and I'll be talking to a couple of other amazing Australian wedding specialists to get their take because I know you all enjoy the accent, which hilariously, I was told when we went to Hawaii that some Aussies are like, gee, your accent's, gee, your accent's uh, gotten a little light, a bit Australian light. And I'm like, wow, I hadn't thought of it that way. And then I went to work yesterday and I said to my colleagues, my Brit colleagues, I said, do you think my accent doesn't sound as Aussie? And they were like, nah, you sound completely Aussie. So I felt fine. Maybe I've just rounded my vowels a little more. Gosh, I I really trade off this Australian accent, so we can't go anywhere. So when we go home to Australia, I'm going to work really hard on uh, getting it back to full Aussie glory. All right, enough from me. I'm going to introduce now the interview with lovely Caitlin, bride chiller Caitlin, who is ultimately the bride chiller of the week because she has gone through a lot of shit and some weird stuff with her wedding planning, but lots to learn, quite entertaining, and I really enjoyed speaking with her. It was recorded at the post-wedding barbecue, so you'll hear some enjoyment and merriment in the background. Please ignore. (laughs) Focus on the interview. You'll probably hear some Aussie accents going, oh yeah, what's going on? Um, it It was lovely and sunny. We were enjoying ourselves, and I hope you enjoyed this interview. Welcome to the Bride Chiller Podcast live from, where are we everyone? Maui. 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 Kapane, no, what's it called? Kanapali. Kanapali. Ali. Ali. It's a really fun thing to say. Yes. Now you'll be hearing more about Belinda's wedding in future episodes or past episodes because I don't know when this is going to air, but very excited today to talk to Caitlin who sits, you share, like, do you share a cubicle with Belinda? Um, Well, we did share a cube um, together, and then out of the blue, our boss rearranged and separated everybody. So rude. Except not everybody, just Belle and I, so that we uh, now are across the aisle from each other, but we still make our way over and chat endlessly all day. Fine. So they've separated you, but you find a way back. Yes. I think when he walked by and he saw the wedding Pinterest boards up on our on our desktops constantly, he was like, yeah, we're, we're going to have to move these two. I did hear that you both got in trouble because of the Shutterstock or Getty <laughs> subscription. Uh, yes. Um, so he actually mentioned something last night on the menu. He was like, this looks like a familiar Shutterstock download. So guilty as charged. Um, but you know, you gotta, you're a lady on a budget, you know? Yeah, you gotta rip your employer off. You gotta make it work. Exactly. We get 25 free downloads a day. So it's, you know. And they should all be pineapple leaves, pineapple and leaves. Repurpose them. You know, we have, we have events all over the world. So. Just so everyone knows, I'm going to say where you work. You work at United Airlines. No one's going to find you because there are 80,000 employees. <laughs> exactly. So. Caitlin, I'm sure there are a few Caitlins at the organization. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of Caitlins. Now, I've got you on the show because I've been hearing third-hand stories of, well, I want to say tragedy. <laughs> so funny, but also really annoying for you of your wedding planning, uh, destination wedding that's coming up in February. Um, yeah, so we, uh, my fiance and I got engaged last November, um, so coming up on a year. and Congrats. Thank you. Um, and we took some time and we did some research and 
looked into getting married in Chicago and reevaluated our guest list and our our budget and we decided we settled on the Dominican Republic it was where we took our first vacation together right um, and so we looked into it and thought okay destination wedding it'll be a blast it'll save us a lot of money low stress less people um, and how did that go for you not as planned um, which I think is a good lesson for everybody to learn um, that sometimes you know you just got to roll with the punches because this has been a very interesting roller coaster ride planning a destination wedding. So let's go. Where, where do you want to start? I don't want to pressure you, and we're not going to mention names because neither of us want to get our asses sued. And I feel like the people we're going to talk about potentially would probably sue because they're shit. Yes. Um, so what happened to us is that we trusted online reviews, which to be fair are normally, um, we did our research, we didn't rush into anything, um, we went down using our flight benefits, visited the Dominican, looked at venues, um, and found a wedding planner that seemed to have a really good reputation among the vendors, among the, um, the event uh, planning people, and so we kind of just went down there and in one day signed contracts and sent off deposits and went our merry ways, and then basically what unfolded this summer was um, the wedding planner not really running the business but instead hiring different people to then take over our wedding and it just resulted in you know seven months pass and we have nothing planned. So she basically from what I can see she subcontracted out her services to someone else to then plan the wedding but they didn't do it. Precisely yeah I mean she said they were in like her employees but um you know, and I think what it came down to is that she had a great reputation and um, I think just decided to take on too many weddings. Um, and especially when you're getting married, I know it's in the back of your mind, you know that, okay, they're planning a lot of other people, but you also think, okay, I have to be important. Like, this is a huge deal to me. And you just hope that that person, even if they do a wedding every weekend, they still have to understand that, you know, it's a really big day and time and money commitment that, you know, they need to act that way. So let's talk about the first warning signs of when you went, mm, across. this is probably not going well. Um, probably when it would take like two to three emails to get, or two to three weeks to get responses of emails. Um, and then, you know, we weren't hearing from them and it was like, you know, all of a sudden we got a response like, oh, sorry, they don't work for the company anymore. Oh. And that happened like two or three times. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. And a part of it too is I was trying to be patient because I think in the Caribbean they are a little bit more laid back. Sure. You know, oh, don't worry, everything will be fine, everything will be fine. But by August, when I was like, I don't even know what flowers we're having, like what the music situation is, could not track this person down. Um, they set up like a wedding website where we were supposed to fill out the forms. I filled out forms over and over again with every new uh, like planner that she had. Um, the wrong names were on our form, like it was the wrong wedding. Like, it was, like, Caitlin and Griffin, and then it was, like, Billy and Sarah. Oh, well, they're great as well, but not you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, who are these people? And, yeah, it's just really hard to track them down and, um, you know, trying to even text message, leave voicemails. And so, finally, I was like, I'm spending more time tracking this person down, trying to get her to answer me, um, like, at work. You know, this is why I hired a planner. Like, this, I should not be this stress just trying to get a hold of my planner and so 
yeah, that was not a short answer, but that's basically where it started to unravel. No, it's good. And I think you've got to trust your gut. And I think Belinda said, and again, this is third hand, so I'd love for you to tell the story, but she sort of said you started to feel a bit dodgy about this woman and then you were d- delving a little deeper into her business and it wasn't necessarily what she said it was. Yeah, um, we found out too. So eventually I started to get a little panicked and I called the person at the Westin who they have been phenomenal. Um, and she straight up... Big plug to the Westin. We're available to, the- to come and stay for free at any time, <laughs> any of your locations. Yeah, no, her name is Anna at the Westin. She's been phenomenal. And um, I called her and she just was very honest with me, not malicious. was like, um, the last few weddings we've had with this company have been a complete disaster. Okay. Um, you know, not showing up on the day of weddings, which is oh. what you really hire a planner for, I think is the takeaway too, is that... Um, you know, yes, they do a lot of stuff leading up, but there's a lot of day of coordinating that needs to be happening, especially when you're in a foreign country. Sorry, what the fuck? If you don't turn up on the day of the wedding, what the, who's running it? Exactly. So that was what we were hearing. And also bad reviews started to pour in on like Instagram comments where like, like very anxious brides and then Facebook comments. So I started to feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. This is happening to everybody else. And then I just think the floodgates happened from there. So finally, we kind of gave the person an ultimatum and said, look, um, you know, we need to hear from you by this date or we're going to have to figure out something else. And we got a generic auto response that said, we'll touch base with you in two weeks. Right. And I'm like, okay, my wedding is five months away. I have nothing planned. You know, we've given you this money to get this going and I'm getting like auto responses that you can't answer me for two weeks. And so we just decided this is ridiculous. And we uh, started our course of action to then cancel her services and um, get our money back. I did enjoy Belinda forwarded me the email chain. And I sort of want to share it. If you don't mind, I'll take out the name so again we don't go to jail but it's very amusing so what had happened is again so I haven't been able to get a hold of this person and then we email them firing them and I still don't even hear from them for two weeks and I'm like I fired you and I you don't even know it yet because you're just so not like involved in your business and so um we I decided to take action by commenting on the Facebook because that was the only thing that they clearly were routinely checking and basically said, uh, I no longer will be working with you and no longer need your services. Can you please respond? And instantly got a response. I also then posted a review of everything that had happened. Nothing malicious, just, you know, this is the reason why and I can't even get a hold of you. And within like 45 minutes, all of her reviews were taken down off her Facebook and we got an email being very apologetic and saying I had to plan over a hundred weddings by myself all my staff quit and I wanted to be sympathetic but I'm also like this is not our problem and we also should have known this stuff then if you were having such problems in your business you need to be transparent before someone's literally about to fire you yeah I when I read the email and it sort of came through and I read them out to Rich and I and the, the tone of the email was, we are so popular, we can't keep up with demand. Yeah. And it was our fault, then because then we needed our money back, but they couldn't get to us because, because I had posted a Facebook review, which was one of about five bad ones, that, that it was my fault that all of these people were then canceling their services and not hers for ruining people's weddings but it was our fault because I had posted one of many bad reviews so yeah it was probably the most one of the most unprofessional emails but also again 
thoroughly amusing. I'm so yeah. sorry to say, Kaylin. No, I think it is one of those things that now I can kind of laugh about it. And I'm like, I just got duped by someone who I think essentially is kind of a Ponzi scheme of weddings and taking all these deposits. And you can have a million excuses in the world and... You know, maybe something terrible did happen, but when you have so many stories floating around from vendors of the same thing happening to all these different people and then brides posting bad experiences online, my thought is, like, what, how did you think that this could you could get away with this? Like, the one thing you don't fuck with, sorry, do, if you... Oh, fucking hell, do we cuss? Okay. The one thing you don't fuck with is a bride. Like, even if you're a bride chilla, like, you're, it's a lot of money and time and... You're not just going to be like, oh, it's fine. You know, you can plan my wedding two weeks before it's happening. Sure. And you're not just down the road. It's another country. Yeah. And we now had to fly down there, stay in a hotel to hire a new planner. So I'm like, now you're costing us even more money because we've already met with you and we thought everything was taken care of. And now we have to take time out of our schedule to go back down there, find new planners, etc. And have you found that? Have you done that? Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel um, they came recommended from the hotel and they assured me that they um, are great and we met them. Um, they seem awesome. GDM Events is their company. Good. Um, and they seem very uh, sympathetic to what we were going through. Um, but I think one of my favorite stories about this is uh, we were there two weeks ago and talking to our coordinator and she explained that the last wedding that had happened with the uh, the uh, our previous coordinator um, had had a, a wedding there, and they had burned the lawn from the fire dancers. Oh. And I said, oh, well, we're going to have fire dancers. And she looked at me, and she goes, no, you weren't. They're banned at the property. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, and we had been talked into that we had to have these, like, $500 fire dancers to entertain our guests, and it was this, like, Dominican thing that we had to do. And we just found out that they're not even allowed at the venue. What was she going to do, like, sneak them in rogue under some sort of cloak? And that's what had happened at the previous wedding, and they had, like, caught the grass on fire. They had to spray paint the grass the next day because all the grass was burned off. And I just, like, that was my moment. I was like, are you kidding me? Like... You know what I mean? If you're so reputable, you should know your venues. You should know what you're not allowed to do. And then to just be like, oh, you have to pay this money for these fire dancers that I talked you into. And then they're not even allowed at your venue. I just thought that was like my pinnacle of like, wow, this is really messed up. So you've got the cash back. Yes. And you've left some feisty reviews that she's probably taken down. Um, yeah. And actually, I have to say, uh, Belle is kind of my my keeper in that regard of I was kind of scared to do a bad review because I wanted to get our money back. Oh, our girl can do a bad review. Don't yeah. you worry. So um, she's an expert Yelper. Um, and so <laughs> she uh, basically sort of posted on my behalf. But she did keep her name on there. And it was nothing that hadn't exactly happened. And I think subsequently people have come out of the woodwork with the same exact story. Yeah, I think with uh, online reviews, it's really good to notice that sort of thing. I mean, I'm a bit of a TripAdvisor fiend, and it's always interesting to see some of them. You know, I think you can start to pick fake reviews or not. But also, once other people are encouraged to tell the truth, it really does come out. I do think that's true. Once you, Because I think you might be thinking, well, maybe this was just me and, every, and a couple other people that I've talked to that I actually randomly met that had hired her. It was a weird story, but um, via the internet and via, like, talking to people, um, everybody's kind of afraid to leave bad reviews, and I kind of am too. And I think it's just you're fearful of, like, they're going to come back and somehow maybe, like, sabotage your wedding later or, I don't know, maybe until after it's done. I was hesitant to do that. Um, But I do think that it's important because I would have loved to have seen if somebody else held back you know, it could have maybe saved us a little heartache. 
Um, you know, because if I see a couple even sprinkle in with really good ones, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what happened here, you know. I think good takeaways that that you know read all reviews, not just five star reviews. Yes, read all of them. Scroll down, you know, sort by date, you know, because what if they were really good the last three years, but then all the recent ones are kind of bad? Um, you know, that should make you go, okay, what's happening? What's going on with this company? And also, I think asking for testimonials. If you know, I, most wedding planners that I've spoken to on this show have no problem in saying, "Oh, you can contact you know five of my last people." And also, if they've got Instagram and Facebook pages, I think it's not wrong or stalkery just to send a message and just say, "I just like your honest feedback about the use yeah. of this vendor." No, and that happened to me. A couple girls, my Facebook comment got brought back to life because she actually, this is how crazy it gets, had like a disgruntled employee that reactivated all of her bad reviews. Amazing. Yeah, this happened like two weeks ago right because all of a sudden I started getting all these likes of my review and I was like that was taken down and oh this is juicy yeah and someone reaching out to me via Facebook messenger was like oh my gosh I just read your review this is exactly what's happened to me so she had a disgruntled employee that quit and then like reposted all all her logins yeah oh I love that yeah and so it got and I ended up not responding because I was like I you know I want to move on plan my own wedding I don't need to be in this circle drama of this horrible wedding planner Um, but I also think too I felt very like crippled like oh my god there cannot be any more wedding planners you know and actually it wasn't true at all as soon as I asked someone around it was like three people just like you know, immediately we're like, yeah, we're available. We can help. So I think a lesson there would be is even if you feel like, oh my gosh, my wedding's two months away. I hate my florist. No one will be available. Like just ask, you know, you have to trust your gut. And if it's not going how you want it to go, you know, you're paying a lot of money and time. Like you can see if there's other options, you know, and as long as you're not going to lose out too much on a deposit, I think that, you know, if you're feeling any reservations, I'm so glad that we did it when we did, because it would have been very easy to just be like, oh, well, I'm sure they're busy and let's just ride this out. You know, we've already done so much work with them. Like somebody can pick it up and take it off. If they're a really good planner, they can throw it together. You know, I think there's always solutions. There's always solutions. I'll come and do your flowers there. Exactly. I'm available. Go to Whole Foods, you know, get some, get some flowers. You know, I think that's ultimately been the thing is I was so panicked. You know, what are we going to do? But people really are they're They want your money. (laughs) Like they're going to come. They really do. Um, Another small world about this is that so Belle left work. It was a couple weeks ago. Sends me a text and she's like, oh, my gosh, I met this guy in the elevator who works for United, which we're a huge company. So you see people on the elevator that you work with that you have no idea like worked in like cargo or finance or something and she goes and we just started chatting and he's getting married at your venue in April and I'm like oh my gosh small world and she's like yeah you'll have to hook up with him or whatever and so the next day (laughs) this is also the day after the Facebook comments went back live and I was getting all these messages like oh my gosh you know what happened what's your experience and Belle gets an email from this guy and says, hey, you know, would you mind passing along your coworker's info? Our wedding coordinator just quit today. And Belle CCs me on it and goes, let me guess, blank, blank. And he said, oh, my God, yes, how do you know? And I immediately write back, and I was like, my extension is 
you know, blah, 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 call me immediately. And he called me and we chatted for like a half an hour. And I told him everything that happened with us. And he was like, oh, my gosh, our coordinator just quit. And then sent them an email of like 30 reasons why it was such a like basically horrible company to work for. And um, they like this wasn't her. This was one of her employees. Yeah, like a completely jilted employee, probably the same person that reposted all of her unfavorable reviews. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so number one, small world. Number two, like just so crazy. This kind of all blew up all at once. And. Um, I'm actually, we're supposed to meet him and his fiance in a couple weeks and like go out to drinks. And I was like, we need a support group for people that have, uh, you know, you could start that. You could start a Facebook, a private group, jilted Dominican Republic broads. Yeah. So it's, um, it's been so funny, but they've actually ultimately, um, after hearing our experience and then trying to, and then with their, their coordinator quitting on them, um, ultimately had to stop working with that group as well and then I think they're going to hire our planners who were so grateful um, they were like we were, I was like yeah get ready for more business because it's coming your way and they were super excited so but you I, should be getting some sort of affiliate commission we get like you know a couple hundred dollars off of something because I'm going to just keep sending you all these jilted more wine yeah a little more wine yeah free wine got the free wine yeah exactly so well, tell us because I wasn't recording when you told us this tell what happens with when you arrived at the hotel oh so we had come down and we had we had been working with them and they knew our situation that we had fired our uh our planner and we show up on Saturday get settled we're supposed to meet them the next day and we got a knock on our door and they had delivered champagne like eight bottles of champagne and all different kinds of wines to taste for us and immediately we just felt like okay this is how it's supposed to be these are people that want to work with you that want to want your business and then I also thought it was really sweet they took a group picture with us and immediately posted it to their social media accounts and said we're so happy to work with this bride and I was like this is how it should feel even if they're busy or they might not get back to you within that day I still felt like they really are excited to work with us they you know because it's I feel like you know it's not just a business transaction it's the most important day of your life and all of your family you want someone that at the end of the day you're like oh my gosh she was a lifesaver you know I, I gotta buy her a gift or like you know give her a hug or like it was you know she was such a huge um or he uh, doesn't matter but um I that's how I feel like it should feel um and so I I felt like that was a really good sign agree it's an investment and also you want to trust these people and and if they are being generous and 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 as lovely Lindsay who's just sitting here said really good brand stuff <laughs> well it's great customer experience at the end of the day and that's Lindsay's business she knows all about it <laughs> Well, I just think, imagine how many more people you tell now you've had a positive experience than, you know, all the people that you... T- There's some ratio of you tell way more people about a bad experience because you just don't want anyone to have to work with them. Okay. Yeah. And now Caitlin's like the, as we said, cheerleader for shitting on this other planner who's clearly just wronged a lot of people and that sucks. But uh, it sounds like she won't be in business for much longer, so he- we can only hope. Yeah, I mean, like, again, I don't fuck with brides, man. It's like yeah. one group of people that are not going to be super, super patient um, and understanding if, like, major things are going wrong. So that will be today's episode hashtag, don't fuck with brides. Yeah, and even if you're a bride chiller, you'll be like, I'm going to not. Well, don't fuck with bride chillers either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'll, bring out, you'll bring out a different side. Hashtag it, sisters, hashtag it. Well, I'm glad it's worked out. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, I have a good feeling about it. So I think also having these experiences, you just realize you kind of just have to roll with the punches. So, And am I allowed to ask just about slightly the family dramas that have been occurring? 
Um, Discreetly? Yeah, so I think another thing people should consider with the destination wedding is, um, you know, it's lovely if you have a family that loves to travel and is happy to be there, but that's definitely not always the case, and there can be health issues, and some people in the family, you know, I think prepare yourself that someone that's really important to your life might not be there. Um, and you kind of have to, I think you should decide early on if you're going to be okay with that. Because sometimes the people that you think, oh, they'll for sure be there, don't come for whatever reason. And then the invite you send out that's like, oh, they're never going to come are the ones that are there and so excited. Um, so, yeah, there's been a bit of, I think some people are extremely happy about the destination wedding and some people not just because they feel, you know, that I think some parents or grandparents feel like, you know, you owe it to them to get married in front of them. And a part of me does understand that. But ultimately, it is your wedding. And I think especially if, you know, financially, you're paying for most of it yourself or, you know, whatever the situation is, you have to make the best uh, the best decision for you as a couple. Like, it's cheesy and everyone will tell you that it's your wedding, it's your wedding. But you really have to remember that because... Even, I think, the nicest, most well-meaning families will try to kind of derail you and tell them, tell you their opinion or if they approve or disapprove, and you just, you, you have to stay strong. Oh, Brad, you Caitlin, you've got it. <laughs> well, it's taken me a while to get there. Yeah, but, but you're there, and you got a couple months. Yeah, no, and this wedding was such a beautiful wedding, it really made me realize, like, ugh, you know, everyone was having such a good time. Like, maybe if there was something amiss in the background, no one noticed. No one knows or gives a shit. No, they really don't. No. No, and if anything, I if, and I didn't see a single thing go wrong, it would only be because I knew every detail of the wedding working with Belle. But you're, not that you've talked about it on work time. No, never. Not or used any of their... Shutterstock. No. I mean, um, Shutterstock, I, I mean, a big company, they're going to be fine. Yeah, they're, they're going to be fine. I think now what you need to do at work is to just use... You've, your wedding theme is the banana leaf, I do believe. Yeah, a palm leaf or a banana leaf. Palm leaf, and and the the Belinda's theme was the pineapple. Right. So now I think just to shove it up your boss's ass, you really just need to be doing a lot of United Airlines branding with pineapples. And they're like, what the fuck's this? And you're like, it's our new pineapple campaign. It's very successful. Exactly. You know, we did have a, um, a work shower for her, and I made sure that it was pineapple prominently displayed so there I was like see this was for a work I had to use this I had to use it yeah exactly well so in all future marketing a lot of banana leaves yes uh banana leaf uh no I don't know sorry got nothing no it's fine we'll work on it we'll work on it well good luck thank you chookers as we would say in Australia Thank you very much. I think uh, I think I'm in good hands now. So I know you are, and uh, I'm going to post a very nicely edited version of all those wacky, wacky doodle uh, emails coming from your ex planner. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. That's all you need to say. She's a dick. Yeah, not a fun experience, but you know what? You live and learn, and it is what it is. Correct. You're still getting married at the end of the day. Exactly. Even if it's a horrible experience. It'll make you stronger as a couple, too. I do think that. Um, it helps that your fiancé is an attorney. Yes, exactly. It can get you out of tricky legal situations like non-refundable deposits. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. And also, don't sign a contract with a non-refundable deposit. That's another big one. That is a big one. Yeah. But sometimes people only offer those, so it's hard. And I, so we'll... Not to belabor this any longer, but we did then, I feel like our next contract, we were, you know, we tried to negotiate with them as much as possible being like, look, we just had this horrible experience. You know, we're going to need a little leniency in some of this contract stuff because 
you know, yes, there's things that we need to pay you up front for, but we're not going to hand over every single dime until, you know, we know that everything is exactly as it should be. So if you can negotiate that, great. If not, then I guess hope for the best. I did do, and I can't remember off the top of my head, an episode with a wedding lawyer. Her name is Christy Asselin, and I think her website is called yourweddinglawyer.com. Oh, there you go. And her whole thing is contracts and wedding contracts. So if you get in a bind and someone's a jerk, I would highly suggest you contact her because that's her shtick and she's very good at getting people out of dodgy situations. Yeah, that's definitely smart um, because, again, you're investing a lot of time and money. Don't gloss over the contract. And even if they have amazing reviews, just make sure if you like know a lawyer or work with somebody, just ask them to review it. And even if it's small tweaks, it could save you a lot of money. And also, if people don't have a contract, because so many like uh, small vendors say, oh, it's cool, don't allow that. You can download contracts. On, actually, Christy's got a whole bunch of free contracts, I think, that she can give you. And you just print it out and get someone to fill it in. Yeah, absolutely. And we actually work with our guy in sales. He's our attorney in sales. And he was super nice. And he was even like, oh, I'll look over it because his specialty is contracts and thanks united yeah thanks united and gave us some tips so you know just take your time um planning don't rush uh you know look get a feel for people but also to look for other options even if you're like no this is absolutely have to work with um it's easy to get tunnel vision and want to book them down and lock them down immediately but just like seriously take your time do your research if you feel like eh, that's kind of off trust your gut yeah and they're going to be there tomorrow As with everything in weddings, you don't have to buy it today. Just relax. Chill the fuck out. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. There you go. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. Busting wedding planning balls. One podcast at a time.